You stretch your paintbrush like the sun does in dawn sky. Maybe snap photos as beautiful as a cold snap is quick. Or maybe even hone words that are handmade and sharper than a Japanese blade. You probably got creative and created an algorithm that taught all robots how to crawl up the walls. This thing that I'm describing, it's that feeling that we once regarded as fleeting, as a childish pursuit. It's imagination, it's play, it is creativity. The thing about creativity is that it never ends. The more you do it, the easier it is to attain that overwhelming pleasure and the more intense that feeling becomes. It's almost like a lover that when she fucks, she returns the breath that fuels the flame of these bodies that we exist within. It's quite beautiful, my friends. Hello, you beautiful fucks. This is episode 5 of the Becoming Human podcast, and I'm your host, Will Nelson. In this podcast, we explore people's pursuit of fulfillment. You know, those people who dedicate their lives to exploring a state of being that transcends the pedestrian. And by pedestrian, I don't mean to glamorize it or dramatize it. It's just that I think we kind of run into the situation where we say we don't have enough time to look at this life honestly and find out what we really do enjoy find the meaningful moments and cultivate them i think we just all too often lay down and let life happen and i am a victim of that as well and so intensely that i decided to step away from that out of that momentum and kind of explore different aspects of life and really ask myself these questions the fundamental questions that unravel myself like an onion. Because the universe starts with me. And if I know nothing of myself, then I can know nothing of this world. So, I'm just here to learn. Alright. In this episode, um, it we have my good friend Andrew on. And he is a murderbilia auctioneer who runs truecrimeauctionhouse.com. He sells original works of art and documents produced by notorious criminals in the United States. Well, actually even global, but mostly in the United States. He's been doing this since he was a child. And it all started kind of with a fascination of why these people would make this decision. But if I'm going to be open and honest with you guys, I kind of I share this fascination with them these questions pop up within me like what makes somebody um, what makes them somebody's morals become skewed and how do they see the world or how does the world see them and after getting to know Andrew over the course of the year I kind of come to the conclusion that the world doesn't see them exactly like I thought they did there's a lot of crazy extremes and weird um, niches that people fall into and it's it's fascinating but unfortunately, we didn't get too deep in, into that this episode. But we'll be exploring his passion deeper in, uh, in later episodes. I don't know. Coming up. Um, but in this episode, we talk about Andrew's visits with notorious criminals, his speculation on their behavior, and the lack of attempts at reforming the criminals, and oodles of other crazy shit. Andrew is a fucking great guy, and he's just another person trying to find his fulfillment. Uh, I ask, please be compassionate with this. I understand there's some fucking trolls out there, and I I can't calm your trolly trollness. Yes, I said that twice. That makes it even more powerful. Um, but what he's doing, it actually benefits the local community and the community at large because he's raising awareness. He's raising understanding. He's not somebody who is uh, perpetuating the ugly. He's unmasking the ugly and looking at the beauty beneath and also honestly looking at the ugly and trying to understand it it's beautiful um anyway in this episode i'd like to talk about our sponsor on july 30th my good friend matt coble is performing at the xfinity arena he is 
fighting on the WSOF 32 card. And he's been putting everything into this. This is the biggest fight of his life. I know that he is going to take that night by storm. It is, will be incredible to watch. I have been there for his training, and I've never seen somebody who... I've never seen anybody so passionate and just pushed so hard for something in my life. It's really been an eye-opener and a beautiful experience to witness. Um, anyways, it's 5 p.m., July 30th, Xfinity Arena, north of Seattle. I know you love it in Seattle, and you're looking for an excuse to come here, so take that week off, and I hope to see you there, you beautiful fucks. If you decide to pick up tickets, go to WS, WSOF.com and use the promo code COBLE, C-O-B-L-E. If you happen to live in this beautiful area, you can also hop on to hop up to Livewire MMA in Burlington, Washington, and pick up tickets. I think the bottom line tickets are thirty bucks, and there's still seventy dollar tickets available. Um, yep, pretty much. Uh, I'll play you in with a track by Heuristics. If you like what you hear, you can check them out on Facebook.com forward slash Heuristics801. That's H-E-U-R-I-S-T-I-X 801. And check them out on SoundCloud as Heuristics. All right. Let's do this.
Yeah, it, it was like all the news. And, yeah. And it's because he had a cell phone. Yep. What? That's, that's like, you can't have those in prison, especially because it could have been like uh, making hits or whatever. Yeah, he could like be that. orchestrating stuff, or he could even be swaying society to think like him or something. Or Yeah. I can see that now. And I think that, that's kind of a scary thought because uh, if he was able to reach impressionable people through social media or anything like that, it would be bad. Yeah. Or even if he, like, posted and somehow he, he made it obvious that he had a cell phone and it's like someone, you know, was in prison for a long time, ever, like Charles Manson or something. Yeah. People would be outraged and think our judicial system is bullshit, kind of. Which it is. Yeah, pretty much. I used to talk to, uh, I used to talk to, like, a double murderer. He had a cell phone. He was in Florida until he, until they got, he had it taken away. Then I used to talk to this, like, this, uh, Pennsylvania serial killer. He was, he was on death row. Really? And he had a cell phone. How'd he get a cell phone? It's so easy in there. Like, you just gotta have money and you gotta know the guards and stuff. Like, the more high-profile you are... The easier, the easier it is to get anything in there. Like, is it like guards willingly would. Uh, well, they, like they'll willingly do it for you if you have money. But like for anybody else, it's like either you have a lot of money or oh, like they'll snitch on you. But and from like from what you've seen and the uh, people that you visited, what is uh, how likely is that? Like how often does that occur? Is it just a normal thing? Well, like, you gotta have money, but, like, the guards are always willing to. They're, I mean, fuck, they'll, they'll risk, like, lo- like losing their pension and shit for, like, 500 bucks. It's crazy. Have you seen that or heard accounts of that? Well, this, this girl wants 500 bucks for the cell phone, and then this other guy, his mom was telling me that she, he needed, like, 600 bucks for this cell phone. But it was, like, a, he was buying, like, a smartphone because he needed, he wanted to take pictures of his cell and stuff. So does this girl. She wants an iPhone 6S, and I'm like, that's a $600 phone. And yeah. She's like, yeah, we're going to need at least 1500 And I was like, well, I can do maybe 500 but no way 1500 Yeah, exactly. Because self, like, even, like, anything in there, like, I don't know, whatever you can smuggle in, like, chocolate, this and that, is, like, worth, like, five to ten times, like, the street value. Really? Yeah. Holy crap. Chocolate too. Well, I guess it doesn't surprise me. Everybody's gotta have their sugar, right? Yeah, because the only time you can get that stuff besides commissary is visits. And if you if you don't have any money and you don't get any visits, then you won't ever get a drink soda or eat pizza or like anything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, and that's what like that's what's fucked about it all is that they dehumanize you and then they isolate you. Where they provide you no opportunity or no rehabilitation, no guidance into a different modality of thinking. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And it does, like, just like you said before, I think it's fucking, it, it makes you resent the very system that put you there. Especially, like, the inmates that they, like, isolate, like, the high-profile ones. Like, you put them all together and, like, separate them. Like, they're all just gonna be so bad. Like, the, that's why they're always, like, those... Like, once in a while, like, a CEO will be killed in, like, a federal prison. It's like you lock them down long enough and give them the, the chance. And yeah. It's like, all they're doing is just, like... Perpetuating the same problem. Inhumane treatment, like... Yeah. Especially yeah. when, like, when, like, with the inmates that get, like, beat up or, like, they'll come by and, like, talk shit to you or, like, take away your, like, shower time or visit time or whatever time, TV time, whatever. almost sounds like, uh, there's, like, this, uh, they look down just overall, like, as lesser human beings in some way. Yeah, I know this, this one guard at Monroe, like, right. he had, like, over, like, 500, uh, complaints against him, and, like, he loved it, like, he, like, he would boast about it. Really? He was, like, yeah, he was such a dick, and... He was always so rude to all the inmates, like... How'd you hear about that? Well, this this inmate that I visit, his mom told me it, and, uh... I remember one time, uh... This... The lady... The lady, uh... 
guy who I visited his mom was like talking to the other saying she was in a report of the yard and he's like, go ahead, I've had this and this many reports against me. He's like, I welcome the idea of it. He's like, Oh really? Yeah, he was he was he was like so rude to the inmates, especially the guy I visited. But he was the most like high profile in the prison. And that's fucking disgusting, man. Yeah, it's like de- it's just dehumanizing. That's yeah. I don't. I know that. I understand when we look at these people in these situations. Uh, fucking. Especially Candy Crush. Candy Crush, it's not an experience. It's just basing off of addiction. Because all you're doing is connecting things. You're not yeah. seeing a story. You're not doing fun. I used to play Candy Crush. I was up to level like 150. And then I finally just didn't play. Well, you're not even doing like hand-eye coordination. Nothing. Yes. Yeah. Because with you play Call of Duty, that yeah. doesn't really have a story. You're building bonds with people. And you're using hand-eye coordination. And you're also using your... Uh, your twitch response so it's really really good for you um and if you play like a single player game even the witcher and stuff like that or even shorter single player games at the very least you're getting an immersive uh rich imaginative experience that stimulates your creativity you're getting hand-eye coordination problem solving skills etc candy crush no not fucking getting problem solving skills you're connecting goddamn colors goddamn shapes like fucking and then what isn't it you only get like X amount of what moves? Life. Yeah, amount of moves and lives. Yeah, and then what the fuck? So when you're done, you have to wait this time, and it builds up that anxiety, and it just starts like steaming inside of you, and you're just about to burst. You want to do it? It's what five dollars, ten dollars, and yep. you just, I just, just hit the button, hit the button, and then you just hit the button, and oh, it just trickles down like into intravenously into your fucking veins. Oh, I get a swipe more, get a swipe more, and that's all you're doing. Whereas when you play Call of Duty, I get to kill that bitch ass motherfucker, and then you're yeah, right around the corner. Ah shit, he stabbed me in the fucking genitals and ripped me to my heart. I'm dead. That is far more uh, beneficial beneficial to your fucking human experience and consciousness. Yeah. It teaches you at the very least. I'm not saying it's the perfect thing, but there is no perfect thing to each his own. But at the very least, that form of indulgence, pleasure, uh, experience actually gives back to you, whereas Candy Crush is like a cheap fucking whore with AIDS who only leaves you sucked dry and infected. That's about it, but yeah, I don't like candy, I hate Candy Crush, I'm so sorry, but it's just, yeah, I've seen people spend like a hundred fucking dollars a month on that bullshit. Yeah, I know, so bad, it's crazy. I don't, yeah. Charles Prados, and that the fact that he's poor, where you know, when a kid they don't know how to regulate very well, yeah. they're still learning. It's when you start them on the thing that, as I see it, makes adults more fucking very addicted and easily addicted, as opposed to other games. Not really addicted like crazy, but that's the game they play all the time and spend money and not really realize what's going on. Yeah. If it's hard for adults, I imagine it'd be way harder for a child. Yeah, when I was with my ex, all her son did was play his game pad. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, some he had some type of, like, mental retardation. I think he was, like, autistic or something. Like, he was, like, three at the time, or four at the time, maybe. He's, he's probably, like, he's got to be, like, six or seven now, and that's all he does still. And he, like, talks, he doesn't, like, talk normal. And, like, yeah. He's, like, that's all he does is play that game. And, like... Stares at that screen at least like ten hours a day. It's not more. And the thing is, is like to each his own. We're all on our own journey. We're all on our own journey, and your choices that make up your human experience, they make you, and they make you interesting. They make you unique, etc. The only time that it ever concerns me is when you're really one-sided to the point where it detracts from everything overall. It's yeah. the baseline of your experience where, like, if you're not around people, you lack the ability to function. You know what I mean? And it starts becoming something that interferes with your growth as a human being because you're just constantly consuming and you're not you're not gathering data, really. Because yeah. I think, you know, between you and I, when we come together, we interplay data, we 
boost ego sometimes, like, you know, you make yourself feel good or making your friend feel good or anything like that. And we also uh, relate on a, mo- on a level emotionally. But uh, if you are playing video games and you do it mostly, you're never taking in any data yeah. to make you think better in some areas or not better but grow in different areas become more like knowledgeable and developed or have a nice have a skill there you're kind of just like ah you're still there yeah always I don't know I think there's like the world is much more fun things around the corner or out in the world and it's easy to get distracted with the video games it's like right here right now yeah no it is crazy that's that's a lot of what my nephews do in their spare time. A lot of kids do. I question, though, like, if we're kind of building to one ultimate thing in a lot of ways. Because that whole, that whole, like, form, that attitude of what children are doing now is the very reason why we have innovated to the point where we're about to create AI, but also where we have spaceships and shit. Like, yeah. that, the heart of what got the kids and what makes us interested in video games and attached to video games and stuff like that, um, and the need to up shit and up the ante on shit is also what got us to our health places and our rocket places and shit like that. Yeah. I think that's, like, the driving force behind motivation within each individual human. Because if we didn't have that, we're just all, like, we're cool and present and shit, which we like ultimate form of bliss and no suffering we would never have gotten where we're at that makes us weird this shit this innovation so we would never have a car or anything because you don't need a car you just it's all yeah. manifested in you yeah I feel like if there was like no video games like kids would be out like a lot more and the I question whether or not though that if that value lessens and it becomes nil in a future uh, society, like two generations up or something like that. Nobody's going to be saying that. Not to say that that's wrong or right, but yeah. it is to ask. Like a hundred years ago, like they didn't have phones and, or like Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. If you think about like 500 years ago, though. You didn't have cars, you didn't have a way of taking uh, pictures, you didn't have a way of communicating long distance, you did not have a, there was no such thing as TVs, all you had to do to represent something was paint it, or hear it from John down the street, or, yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's nuts, and only to think like, what, maybe 20, probably like 40, 50,000 years ago, we were fucking stabbing shit with spears, <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, it is kind of crazy to think about that. One human lifetime is 100 years. So to get to 50,000, like 500 grandmas. Yeah. That grandmas hit me. Yeah. That happened to me earlier on the way, on the way to see you Really? Really? It's like someone tried to get over. They were like halfway over. Then went back in their legs. They couldn't get over. It's like, seems like people are always so worried about where they're going and never yeah. care about where they are. It's, the whole thing is, is with traffic and shit like that, for the most part, if you can, I don't, they obsess over it like that. That five minutes is going to make my life different. And in reality, yeah. you can't change it. You only can change yeah, I'm not willing to die over being late anywhere or traffic or anything. It's not, it's, it's that, like the purpose of it all. Because you're not... You're not going in hyperdrive where it takes now 30 minutes less to get like long yeah. distance. It makes sense, kind of, but in the short runs, that small gap isn't—it's nothing, and you can't control it. But you're needlessly suffering. Yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. All that shit exists within our head. The uh, shit. So how's why do you do the two jobs? How come you don't go and work with uh, doing the caregiving? Uh, well, because I really don't. Well, I mean, after August, I'll be out of collection, so that'll be $300 more a month that I'll have to keep. So I'm thinking if I can get full-time at Safeway, where then I'll quit, but you're never guaranteed 40 hours a week, so... Really? Yeah, and it's, I'm making, like, a dollar and, like... 
37 cents less than what I am at the other job. How much is that a paycheck? Well, right now I'm only working like anywhere from like 18 to 20, or yeah, from 18 to 26 hours, and that's like uh, like maybe like 220 a week. Only 220 a week. Holy shit! Yeah, but I'm only I'm only part time. I'm not at, yeah, like 18 to 26 hours a week, so, I mean, that's, if I was at full-time, I'd probably be pulling in, like, four-something a week, which, I don't know, I'm sure I can make it work, but. Why don't you go to Seattle and go look at things that are relevant to uh, what you do online, and post up there, probe some questions and shit like that, and figure out how to get into bed with them. Not like doing what they're doing, but just for ideas, or just be like, "Hey, I got this." If I just any way you can integrate it, we can do it. Just that would be cool. Store. I just, I just wanted to know how the fuck to go about doing that. Like, walk into the store and then do that. Just come up and say that shit. Like, what store? Um, first of all, there's like, there's not the ghost tour, but in conjunction with the ghost tour, there's a uh, uh, some weird shit that's it's not weird, but it's like obscure, it's different related to your shit, and they don't sell, it's not that they collect it or anything, it's not the same, it's different, but it's in the same vein. Yeah, because I, I know a couple people that have, like, some of my stuff for sale, or they, businesses, like this guy in Ohio, I'm actually commissioning uh, a bunch of stuff from this guy in Ohio who has an oddity shop. Yeah, yeah, see. And, like, I'm, co- I'm commissioning a bunch of, like, really old stuff from this guy, he's, like, in his 60s. Like Ed Gein and Richard Speck and yeah. John Wayne Gacy and all these things I have up. And I mean, I, I've always wanted to try the underground ghost tour, but I I don't know if Murder Billy is like uh, it's, too offensive for them. They're not the ghost tour people though. It's like somewhere I think they're owned by the same people, or it's somewhere near there, and they just had the event on the site. I saw it. I remember the ghost tour on that site. But uh, it has something to do with, like, spooky shit. Yeah, because I, I kind of want to find... Because there's, like, conventions and stuff, like, in different states. And I'd like to find a convention. If I could find a convention in the, the California, one. Idaho, or Oregon, or Washington, I would go to one. But I... There was one here. Like a, like, like a horror thing? Yeah, horror thing. Because oh. that's the only audience... Like, the audience that I see you appealing to is not even just, uh, if you want to consider it that. In the end, I think we should just do you and then go from there. But the I think the people who want to really would be interested in it and want to see your authentic self and what you have to share and what you have to provide is, like, uh, let me think, is, like, psychobilly and stuff. Like, that's yeah. straight horror punk and that horror pop and stuff like that, that whole crowd. And that even, and if you were to open up to that, like open channels to it, not even to buy yourself, to be in relation to it somehow, somehow that it works out for you, or they want, those would be the people who want prints, they're not serious about it, or they want to spend a heck of money, they just want prints because they're like, oh, that guy was really cool, or that guy meant something to me, etc., yeah. and they'd be willing to what, pop off like 30 bucks, or 40, 50, or 100 bucks, yeah. instead of jumping in for the original, and that won't compromise it, you just sell them as copies. Yeah, and people would want to hang it on their wall because it's a tribute to whoever they like. That's in relation to what you are doing, like not compromising for your audience or anything like that. Cause just do you. Yeah, I know. There's like, there's this place in Chicago. It's called like uh, Mad Mobster, and it's a convention about like infamous like crimes and shit. Yeah. They've had someone there who used to have a website who doesn't have one anymore. And they paid for like they paid for his flight, and they paid for his hotel and his food, and they paid him like a couple thousand dollars just to be there to speak and stuff. Uh huh. I've been trying to get in contact with them because I think it'd be cool as fuck to get paid to be flat out somewhere and get a couple thousand dollars and spend money just like connect with people, man, that's the only thing that's getting in your way, is yeah, I, I've sent them an email once, and yeah. this girl I know whose dad manages, like, Paul McCartney, like, I talked to her a lot, we're good friends, we're supposed to meet her in, like, September in California, like, she, she emailed them, too, and we're gonna try again before February, and try to go up there, because 
there's a lot of, like, famous, like, like, uh, what's his name, uh, Robert England goes there, uh, fucking, uh, the guy from the Evil Dead, uh, Bruce Campbell, and just a bunch of random things, and, like, filmmakers that I know, and, like, authors and shit, and, and like, people that are related to, like, because it's, like, it's called Mad Mobsters in Chicago, so a bunch of, like, mafia-based people, like, family members, or, like, authors and shit. Yeah. Have you ever... Would you ever, like, try to keep your eye out to see if, uh... Oh, no, I don't, I don't know about that. But I was gonna say, to keep your eye out to ever see if they're making a documentary about somebody, um, an inmate that you have special knowledge of, and then you reach out to them? Well, say that. I well like, like a, a year or so ago, this, this woman called me, and... Well, she, first she emailed me and wanted me to call her, so I called her, and she, wants, she wanted to make, like, this documentary about Murder Million, and she asked me a couple questions, and I had my friend on the phone, because I didn't know, like, how to answer some questions, and she, she had, like, she would back me up when I would, like, trip on my words, and... Oh, really? Like, the, like, I told her the only way I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't do it is if this guy or this guy was involved, so I don't know if she talked to them or whatever. She was supposed to get back to me soon, and never heard back from her. There was a couple of projects that fell through that were supposed to happen, but I feel like, I feel like since I added a couple new things to my site, like, like, I put, like, this Edian letter up with his mom's crucifix for, like, 12 grand, and, like, it's, like, the holy grail of, like, Ed Gein, and, like, I don't know, just a couple things here and there, and it's starting to build, I have almost 400 things up, and it's, like, a little over a year now. How come you don't, uh, write a book? I've been talking to this, this author friend of mine, and she, she ran it past her publisher about, like, the whole collecting aspect, and he's not interested in publishing something on that, so I sent her another idea, that's just to run by our publisher, but... What was your original idea? To just write about, like, why people are so drawn to, like... Well, 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 my first idea, it was to, like... About, like, collecting murder billion stuff, and that was turned out. My second idea was... I, I asked her, I was like, why are people so fascinated with true crime? And then I was like, why do people... Uh, like, like, what happens when you... Yeah, it's still quick with it. Yeah, it was like, like, uh, just like put like photos of like artwork and letters and shit after writing about that. And I, I need to hear back from her, but she's the she's on she's the number one in Canada right now. The number one true crime book is like on like the Amazon thing right now. It's about this like case where this Canadian lady killed this little girl and yeah. whatnot, but yeah, she's had a couple she's wrote a couple books about people in the US and really? she sold like a couple thousand copies of each, which I think is a lot. Yeah, and well it is, and in the end of it it's something that you're really doing, obviously she sticks to it, and that in and of itself Yeah, she has like six tremendous. kids she, I don't know how she does it Fuck Jesus! She's pumping that shit out like bamboo. Yeah, but I, I guess like, I don't know. I think three of them live at home. Three of them don't. That's still three kids. Yeah. Well, still, kids sometimes make. Depends on how you orchestrate or how you, you parent. Because if you parent a certain way, it's not too bad at all. Just being able to set limits for a long time. The whole the single parent part's hard. If, if she were, like, when you become a single parent, and not just, everyone has their own different struggles, but when you're a single parent, you don't have someone to, like, hey, watch the kids while I go into the op, the room, or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean, I guess if you had a roommate, but that's not, you can't expect a roommate to be there at certain times, it's not something you would expect out of a roommate always, yeah. I haven't really done anything except, like, the pop can pipe ball. Popcorn's so bad for you! Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> Gas mask. You got, well, not an apple. Not a fruity, deliciously smoky apple. <laughs> oh, no, it's, I just, it's depressing. I don't know why I never had it. Depressing. Fucking, I've seen someone do a potato before. They even sell candy pipes now, too. 
That's crazy. That would be cool. Yeah, it's just definitely weird. They have uh, there's one at one of the stores. They have a glass apple, huh. and it looks just like an apple. It's bronze. Really cool. Yeah. Do you want to hit that? Cause I got like a little bit more to. It's fucking the burnt part like fell off, so the weed is like falling out until really? I get rid of this part. Yes. Oh, oh well, I still have seven other joints. So really, fuck yeah. Are they easy to roll? Those little filter things. You don't even roll them. You just you just scoop it up, put it in there, push it down, scoop it up, and then it's done. Really? You just twist the end off. Yeah. That's really strange. I would. That's yeah, they're called raw papers. You know, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. It, it, that that's his like brand of like weed papers. Patented that shit? Yep. Jesus. Yep. His song Raw, that's what it's about. Oh, God. And if he did that intentionally, like, with the song, that's smart. Fucking smart capitalism, but that's kind of... So where's the art in the song? Yeah. Um, yeah. To each his own, I just don't understand. And he has his own strain of weed, too, so he's, he's doing good for himself. Can you actually patent that shit, though? I think so. I mean, he, like... They have... It has, like, his, like, logo and everything, and... Like, really? Yeah. Careful, it's copying this page. Is it copying it? No. They're down. This is where all cops really are. So you like. <coughs> oh, like this? Yeah. I remember. It's good for that fucking allegedly road trippy shit. Yeah. So I would never drive like this. But there's evidence actually. There's, uh, so California, they're just now putting in the bill to pass for, uh, November to recreationalize weed. Yeah, I saw that. Um, they also, though... Which, I thought I would have, would have been done after Washington and Oregon. No, nah, the growers are the ones who won't vote for it, because they make less money. California had a big problem with that. Sure, all the, the people that want to smoke weed will vote for yes. Well, originally, though, they didn't, because most of them were be growers, and they out, they outloaded them all. And uh, so, because they make a bunch of money when it's all black market, and which is really unfortunate because it, it's just it's bad. You gotta everybody has to see that you know you you should be in control of your own body in terms of that. You can't regulate what I put in my body to change my consciousness. That's not appropriate at all. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. And uh, the thing though, what happened is at the same time the bill was put in, or they tried to put the bill in for it's illegal to drive while high. Uh, but they rejected it. They rejected it from getting put in because there's like a overwhelming amount of science or research that shows that driving while impaired doesn't really do anything because you're yeah. aware that you're impaired and you adjust accordingly. There's only a small reaction time difference, and you usually drive slow. Yeah, before I was working two jobs, I was the, I was the same way trying to see what I could do to fix and change and shit. But I don't have time anymore now. Like. I'll go get off work at like 8, 9 o'clock, have to be at work at like 7 the next day. If you have 10 minutes, then you have time. Just 10 minutes. Because if you just do it for 10 minutes and it's something you really enjoy. Well, I like to do cardio for like an hour, but then if I do it for like an hour, then I'll get back to the gym. It'll be like 10 o'clock and then I don't sleep. And so it's like... Why don't you kettlebells? Buy a kettlebell. Not expensive. Yeah, I need to. It's thirty bucks for a kettlebell. All you need is a kettlebell and do yoga. And well, I have a yoga yeah. mat, and I, I have been doing yoga lately. Yeah, you do like yoga. You want to do higher intensity yoga? I would advise and get a kettlebell, and you'll get functional strength off of it. Kettlebell alone, and doing kettlebell swings and stuff. your overall strength so it'll work your legs it'll work your your entire body and uh the only thing that's important with kettlebells you have to be careful like go on youtube and watch a lot of videos to learn to do proper form because it'll do nothing if you don't have form yeah and the forms it's easy to learn as long as you uh, are patient and you actually want to learn and the kettlebells you can do it for less than you do cardio yeah, I, I bought a jump rope like not too long ago, like a nice one, but I haven't used it because I like I can't use it in my apartment. Someone like I have neighbors. And it's 
why you're supposed to go to the park, man. Yeah. It's nice out, and even if you go to the gazebo and it's raining, and especially in the vent, you get like this, this long piece kind of thing. Away from everything, you know? Keep your phone in the car, and then do a jump rope, and do it for nine minutes. And you just do that, and you keep doing it. Heal, man. That's, you can get all your cardio. You can work your abs and everything while you're doing that. And then uh, kettlebell, whole body exercise. And you only need nine minutes a day of jump roping and 30 minutes every other day or every day of kettlebells. Yeah, well, if, if me and my sister get this house like we were hoping we do, like, I'll, I'll be able to, like, I'll have, like, a backyard and shit, so I'll be able to, like, do yoga outside and, like, work out when I want to. And yeah. the house uh, cheaper or more expensive it's like a little bit more expensive but it's it's definitely worth it like how uh, much is it it's 1305 oh, wow. so me and my sister split it it's like I think it comes to like 662 each or something like that it's not bad yeah and the utilities are paid all we have to do is pay for electricity really wifi how big is it though But we've been paying like 14 something a month because we haven't been on a contract because we were going to move. Yeah. So, and like the hot tub's been broke for like two years. And uh, yeah. The pool's open for like three hours a day. And sometimes it's, it's that, an apartment complex. You don't have your own stuff. You can't choose to do what you want. Yeah, exactly. No open space. I know it's going to be one of the house, but I'm buying this after the summer. Like this. This one that my mom's in, like it's real nice and average. She pays. It's a it's a one bedroom. She pays like twelve hundred. Really? Yeah, but it's like uh, has like a little movie theater like in the cabana and like. Oh, it's an apartment. Yeah, it's an apartment. And it has like an indoor warm pool and a hot sauna and a hot tub. And really? Yeah, like, it's, like, they have nice ones, like, down south, like, around this area, like, Mount Lake Terrace. Right, you Seattle, too. Everett, Linwood, yeah, Seattle, like, get a goddamn apartment where there's hand, animated hands that come out and fucking massage you. Yeah. Jesus. I know there's a couple apartments in Seattle that you could rent for, like, two, three, four, five thousand. Like, they're fucking nice. Like, really? Month, yeah. Like, you could, you could probably rent one for, like, a month for, like, a nice... That's fucking crazy. Like right on the water though. Really? Yeah. Wow. But at the same time though, it's like, I don't know. Like someplace around Pike Place Market, uh -huh. there's apartments that are like real nice that are that are expensive. My brother used to live in Seattle and he used to tell us like all the stuff that were like really pricey and Bottom of the line, though, if it just basically meets your basic needs, I, I understand people who shoot for like huge houses and stuff like that. But that's that's just crazy, man. Yeah. Buy a house, fucking buy. I'd be happy like surrounded by like a bunch of like large trees and in the middle of the forest. What I'd like is a house that's in the middle of the city, but right next to like uh, the arboretum, kind of in Seattle. So you're in the forest in the city, and give me a rooftop garden to compensate for the lack of yard space <laughs> like was for a house yeah and if you had a flat roofed house where you could grow on top of it and you're right next because the arboretum's like this stuff except it's, it's a big area 
and it's right in Seattle. If I had that, man, that'd be perfect. And the water's right there, too, just on the other side of the Arboretum. Don't worry, I will not wreck us. Maybe. Have you ever been to the Arboretum before? I don't think so. so Is it like a Zen garden? Uh, it's like a 30 or 50 acre park. Damn. And uh, it just has trees and shit. That's cool. Different Where is that at? Um, it, near, like, by Capitol Hill. And it's oh, like really? right on the lake. Huh. It's pretty cool. There's even a, there's a highway that goes through it. And strangely enough, it still is interesting. Because you have to get to it by going through a tunnel underneath the highway, and then it's like this jutting out peninsula, and there's uh, ducks in there, people go kayaking, lily pads cover this freaking creek, and the creek's wide. And there's like all this wildlife, low hanging trees. It's really cool. You would think that you, you weren't in the city. And no homeless people, no place. So, yeah. It's almost like a, uh, like nature and man-made shit fuck each other yeah and there you go but this time nature's the one on top or nature's the one fucking with the dick giving a dog style yeah whereas like you go downtown it's the complete opposite and it's really cool because then I think you get like all the benefits of a city but then all the benefits of being in the middle of nowhere or if you even if you like live in Everett or like out in Everett only what 35, 40 minutes from downtown Seattle. Yeah, that's what I used to love about Linwood. We would live in Linwood and it's like a 30 minute drive to Seattle. But then to like my grandma, it was like two hours. Really? Yeah, she lived in Linden, so. Like crap. Or to my dad's house, it'd be like an hour. Yeah. Oh, that's like, that would be like far for us. I can't imagine it. Six hour car ride, like for Joey. Like, I drive an hour every year. I drive, so when I get up in the day, I go from Burlington, like today, Burlington, hour south to Lake Stevens, and then up to Granite Falls, and then Burlington, and back to Arlington. All day today. Oh, for your job? Yeah, so I drive all the time. And you get paid for driving too? Yeah, I get my own van. My van's in the house. I would drive in the slow lane. Yeah, well, you, but you can get paid $64 an hour instead if you go fast. Oh, yeah. People, some people make $100,000 a year, but you can't, I don't believe in it, and yeah, I can't, I can never do it. I'm only doing this out of necessity. The yeah. whole idea is where I want to be is I want to just be at the place where I can pursue what interests me. And then yeah, that's where I'm at too. Like, uh, not for the sake of money or nothing. Just, just I, I got to save up like two fifty to get my two credits and then I'll have my degree. Then I could go work for like DSHS. And, uh, I kind of want to do like CPS or like uh, APS or yeah, something like that. See me, it's I finished uh, school and do programming and fuck with that a little bit. Throw it out there, test out a company, see what I figure out with the company, find a way to branch off on my own, do something where I can spend a little bit of time, like half of my working time, awakening time, whatever, on programming, and then split it up among other things that I'm interested in too, pulling revenue from them all. Not intentionally trying to make money, but putting it out there so it can make money if it's possible. And if it is, well, cool. It's supporting me. If it isn't, I got all these other things that are supporting me. Yeah. And so it's then I'm just living my life purely based off of doing what I enjoy, and it benefits everybody else because in the end, I would make things that would hopefully be beneficial or entertaining to people that are listening. Because if I get paid for it, bottom line is obviously it's valuable. So any pursuit that I do there, it's, it's just for the best. Yeah. And you know it'll. It's interesting and it's really fucking hard because, like, insecurities seep in and you know the whole story. You do all your shit on your own. Yeah. It's hard because no one's, like, guiding your way. There's not many people. There's no clear path. You don't just apply and get it. You just have to figure it out on your own. It's it's hit and miss a lot. Like, 
Like, I won't sell anything for, like, three weeks, then out of the blue I'll sell, like, four or five things in a week. Yeah, and I imagine the process of learning how to sell things initially was hard, so no one was like, here's yeah. standard operating procedure. I'll even, like, drop my prices and nobody will buy it, so I'm like, I just gotta wait it out. Yeah, and you learned it all because you weren't instructed yourself taught. Yeah. And that's, that's like, that. it's really hard, and it, it, but it's not impossible. Yeah. Do you do you get extract greater pleasure from these things that you do on the side than you do your work? Or I think so. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's I think it's real nice to like wake up, find like two hundred bucks in my account, and like it's like I just got this when I use like a stamp where I have like twenty bucks in it. Like, yeah, I'll be a lot more happy with that. <laughs> and for, like work, cause it's like. And I don't think, you know, that whole idea of if you go to the supermarket, you just don't give a fuck, you're just eating ground beef. But if you yeah. go hunt it, there's like this emotional connection. Yeah. I think it's that. It's yeah. That. And also, it's weird because if you're what you're into, it's not weird what you're into. Well, it's different, but <coughs> what you're doing, though, is you're seeking a, mo- or a connection to people. And a connection to people that are often seen as disconnected in the society. Yeah. And we, I think we, it all boils down to that universally is that we all kind of seek this connection in our human experience. This oneness, not this oneness, but this my alone. Are you simply, you know what I mean? And to be able to be entirely vulnerable. And yeah. I find it interesting that direction that you take. Because you look at these people and you, you approach them when they're in a vulnerable state. And you're just you're curious you act on that curiosity and it is fucking beautiful to see that it's inspiring every fucking day and I really do mean that man. yeah well I mean uh, some like some of them like this one dude this one dude in Tennessee for instance like was trying to give this one woman like a, a lot of shit cause I was selling like his goatee hair and like a couple of drawings on my website yeah and uh he like he freaked out on her and I owed him I owed him like a hundred dollars for all this and she was like you don't know your shit he got that from me and yeah. blah 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 he, he thought it was like this like Charles Manson who, who could sell all this stuff and make all this money and really it's like yeah there's and there's there's weird shit that happens sometimes like Krista Pike she was just like yelling at me last week and she's like this girl who's like probably the most, like, notorious, like, female murderer, like, alive today. Really? How would she do? She killed, well, she, like, this girl was flirting with her boyfriend. She was in job corps. She was, like, 20 or something, probably, like, your age. Yeah. uh, Lured this girl, her, her boyfriend lured this girl to, like, the forest, pretty much, with, like, pretenses of, like, sex and alcohol and drugs and uh-huh. When she got down there, like, Krista Pike, like, beat her skull in, and, like, there was a couple of them that, like, they used box cutters and, like, burned her and stabbed her and really? threw rocks at her and strangled her, and they did all types of crazy shit to her. Holy shit, dude. And she was the first, she was the first woman, like, well, she was 17 at the time, and she was 18 when they tried her. Really? She was sentenced to death, and her appeals just ran out uh, last month. And like, she just called me last week, and she was like yelling at me and shit, cause, cause like, cause I'll let them, I'll, I'll let her and her fiance, a woman, like sell stuff on my site, but I want uh-huh. a percentage. And she was yelling at me. She's like, I don't understand why you need a percentage when I'm sending you all this stuff, and that stuff you're supposed to be selling and blah 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 yeah I'm like well I understand that but this stuff isn't selling and she's like I can deal with anybody else at any any time and blah 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 and I don't need your money and this oh, and that wow. and I was like I was like I was like everything's cool and like she just she's like bipolar she's been bipolar since she was a teenager when she was arrested really? yeah but it, it gets really fucking annoying like like it's obvious that she's bipolar like holy shit yeah, like, even in her, like, Wikipedia page, it says, like, she suffers from, like, uh, bipolar, manic, depressive. Wow. And, like, yeah, she's... 
did she ever see it? What she did was wrong. Like, did she ever come to terms with it now or no? She's, she's totally sane and like she doesn't feel bad for what she did. Really? Because she's like, she's like, she told me one time she's like, I'm the type of bitch. If you fuck with my bitch, then I'll kill you or something like that. That's irrational, irrational or whatever. Is to, to like to her? Do you threaten me? Yeah, I'm not saying that's wrong like, or right, but it's like like she was like this one guy, Eric Holler, who's like a piece of shit. He runs like serial killers. Inc. It's like a murder billion website that he rips everyone off, and she's like, because mm-hmm. he ripped her off really bad, and she wants to put him back on her list, visiting list, and have him come visit so he can so she can like take his life. Whoa, really? Yeah, and I was like... Holy crap. Like, well, that's probably not the smartest idea, especially since you're being recorded right now about you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jeez. It's like, uh, so she's a legitimate, obviously a great, like, obviously mentally yeah, obscure. Yeah, like, or, she... But she's annoying, though, because, like, she'll... She'll send me stuff to sell for her, and when it doesn't sell, she'll get so mad, and she'll, like, cuss me out and stuff. And, like, well, I can't... Put someone put a gun to someone's head and be like, "Give me a hundred fifty dollars for this." Her like, yeah. Her like, even her like wife. She calls her her wife, but it's her fiance. Like, they did time together. They're getting married. They're both bipolar. They're both on the phone with me, yelling at me, and I'm like, "Whoa, really?" So they're all like, kind of in that same headspace. Yeah. Survival and just uh, psychosis, kind of. It sounds like. Yeah. But Krista Pike will be dead within like a year or two because their last. Appeal in federal court right now. That's why she's been like so depressed. Oh, so wait. So how, what do the appeals do? Does that mean she like if it just stalls it? Well, yeah. If you keep appealing it, then your 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 life is. But like after your appeals, after you have no more appeals, like you'll have an execution date within like a year unless they have like new DNA evidence or yeah something like that. But yeah, I think she'll be the first first woman executed in Tennessee. Like the 1960 or 70s. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. She is an evil little girl, though. It, it sounds like there's no question of what like she did or anything like that or no coming back. Yeah. Definitely. Like fuck. She's the type of girl like you do me wrong, and I'm gonna like kill you pretty much. And it doesn't sound like there's any way to kind of get <laughs> through and change that unless you do it like through drugs. I don't know. And what do you do with a person like that? Well, like, she's like. She says that she has, like, a heart, but she just, like, once someone, like, fucks her over, like, they better watch out for her. And it's funny because she has, like, this, like, little country accent, and she's, like, talking like this, and I'm, like... Like, with a drawl or whatever? Yeah. You don't know what I'm talking about. I can't even do that shit. Yeah, I wish I recorded it, Yeah. Like, fuck. And... So recovery, obviously, it's possible. You're saying you're saying there's like a glint of possibility. For her, maybe. But would it be? What would you, if you had the choice, seeing as you get to see all these experiences um, and the people in these situations, what would be your solution if you, if you can create a fantasy solution? I don't even think that she would ever be able to like be in society. Maybe she maybe she could be like monitored. Or like for the rest of her life, but not by herself. <laughs> see, like, what if you had access to college, even if you stayed locked up, and you're able to? Well, you do because I, I know a couple, like I know a one serial killer who has his, who has like four degrees and speaks like French, oh wow, Japanese, like he speaks fourteen languages. Patrick Kearney, he's he's so smart. Like he'll send me, uh-huh. he'll send me lists of like like of uh, like other like infamous prisoners like numbers and shit like that really he's really smart like he helped me with my math homework and stuff for a little bit like he helped me understand like the the x and y axis and shit like he's really fucking smart really yeah which is crazy did he learn all of that while he was in prison no no he's a genius i think his iq is like i want to say like 150 to 160 something which way is north This is kind of sketchy. Is it at a school? Huh? Is it at a No, we're not going. Um, here, we're stopping by here because we have a bunch of time left. Oh, okay. I was going to say. This is kind of sketchy. Like in a basement or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, this is a mountain biking place I wanted to go to. Because what My happened... My nephew just got one for his birthday. A real nice one for his 13th birthday. 
Really? My, uh, my stepmom, yeah. Oh, north of here, south of here. Now I get it. I want one like his, but his has got to be like a $300 bike. Really? Like yeah, it's, it's really nice. Oh, this park here. Alright, let's go. This is like a crazy mountain biking course that I wanted to check out. We got until eight. See my ring. Oh, nice. Where'd you get that from, man? That's fucking cool. I bought I bought three of these. I sold one for eighteen fifty already. It's a like a bat skull. Really? Ring. Yeah, I have one left. I'm selling them for like eighteen fifty, and I think I bought them for like twenty five bucks. Nice, man. Yeah, I've already sold one for eighteen fifty. Like sold more than half. Really? Shit. See, look at that. Right there. Motherfucking jungle in the middle of the goddamn city. Just one little tree. Whereas you go to like LA, it's all dry, crackety trees and shit. And yeah, that's desert. It's the way that it's just, it's nature fucks human shit here. I love it. Let's go check this place.